0: All right. Welcome to the Common Room Lounge. My name is Kristen Regal. I'm one of the pastors at Second, and I live in Quality Hill in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm here at my office after many months away, which feels kind of weird, but also wonderful. Um, I am an avid coffee drinker. I like to do a lot of yoga, and also I love to set nail mail, which has been kind of my deal and my jam, especially during this quarantine time. I also have a lovely partner named Mark, who I'm not going to forget to mention this time. (laughs) Mark, shout out to you. Love you. All right. Maggie.
1: Hello. My name is Maggie McClure. I live in Prairie Village with my wife and daughter. Uh, I am coming to you today from my quarantine office, which is a bar in my basement. So, you know. That, that doesn't speak to the last few months, I don't know what does, um, but I am a member of Second and excited to be here today. So I'll toss it over to Geneva.
2: Yeah, hi everyone. Um, I'm Geneva McCauley. Um, I'm the Director for Children, Youth, and Family Ministries at Second, so I get the joy of working with everyone from our babies to our high school seniors and all of our families, and it has been a blast. Uh, I live in Overland Park with my spouse, Chad, who is a self-professed IT nerd, and we have about a one and a half year old golden doodle named Finley, who is honestly the light of both of our lives, and our whole world would be far more boring without her, and so we're really excited to uh, be chatting with you today.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining. Let's do a toast to get us started to uh, a great conversation today.
1: Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. So welcome to the Common Room Lounge. This is a space for us to talk about spirituality in life and what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to practice love and justice and all the good things that we're called to do. And each week we explore a different question. We have a drink. We have some good conversations. And this week we have a wonderful question, a fun question from Maggie McClure. So, Maggie, what are we talking about today? What's our question?
1: Yeah. So our question today is... Um, Yeah, succinctly put, can prayer be detrimental to positive change in society? Um, And I think, you know, in the midst of COVID and and right now with protests happening with Black Lives Matter and just so many other things happening in the world, we see in times of crisis and emotional trauma that a lot of people's default is to, you know, do the hashtag thoughts and prayers or give it to God. Um, And while I think that it's well-intentioned in many instances, a lot of times I feel like um, maybe it comes across as a little insincere and I think that, you know, people feel like okay, I've done my part and they wash their hands of it. And so my question really is, you know, is prayer real. Does it make a difference. And um, how can we do it in an effective way that doesn't impede action.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a really great question, especially the impeding action part of it. Right. And so Absolutely. like I wonder, yeah, like when people say that I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, I want to say that people in their best intentions are saying like, I want to be with you. I want to be present there. But I think when we get to that point of it, not allowing for action or having that be the end of it, like that's where we get into trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Have either of you ever posted thoughts and prayers are with you like on Facebook or anything?
2: Oh, I'm sure I have at some point, but it is not something I do now. I actively fight against that temptation
1: yeah i think the times i use it you know you get past the card at the office somebody's you know parent has passed away or, or somebody that they care about and or their dog or something and you write, i'm praying for you or you know prayers from condolences and even that feels a little insincere at times because i think it's just my default i don't know what else to say and i might be truly p- praying for that person but it, it just i don't know i i think it's an awkward Situation, then that's our default at times.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I totally hear you, and I think I don't think I've ever posted it on social media, but I've been in definitely those situations where you're like, okay, what else do I say, right? Like, what
1: mm-hmm. is
0: there? Yeah, I think with everything that's happening in the world, I think that's a really good question. Like, what is prayer? Like, is it effective? What does it do? And I think growing up, I often thought about like prayer is like a list of things we ask for from God, of like, hey, you know, like I want this or I need this or I would really like this to come true. And I think as I've gotten older, like I've started to realize like prayer isn't just about changing God, it's about changing ourselves. And so like for these moments of social change, I think if we say like, my thoughts and prayers are with you, it's a, it can be helpful, but it can also be ineffective versus this idea of like, I'm praying right now to figure out like, how am I being called to be changed in this moment? How am I calling being called to, to be part of like the action that's happening in the world, which is like kind of a different understanding of prayer.
1: Yeah, and I think for me, When I've prayed most of my life, it's been for individual things, whether it's something I'm going through or a family member. And I think of it more as kind of a meditative type of experience where it helps center my, I center myself and that I I hope kind of helps align my actions and my desires with God's will. Um, and so I think I'm I can relate to it easier on an individual level than I can with these macro issues in society like I can see how it benefits me as a person or, or you know um, as a Christian to to help yeah. understand or get through a, situ- a tough situation but when it comes to actually fighting through something that needs to change at a society level, I have a harder time seeing how it benefits yeah. people. Yeah.
2: I I also, I think prayer is often, I think even when you kind of, I think about teaching children to pray, and it's often like thanks at the table to to give thanks. So it kind of gets this feeling that it's to thank God for all we have, and then to ask for more things. Mm -hmm. Things, but I do think it's, you know, like you mentioned, when families are, family members are hurting, or friends are hurting, and you lift them. And I don't know that that's quite what I'm meaning. Um, and I definitely grew up with this really weird relationship with prayer where it was taught that that was the action. That was the thing you do, that God will intervene if God wishes and you don't have to do anything because God not intervening is an answer. Hmm. And that, right, my faith is now is really twisted. like it's not how I understand things at all. It's not how I understand my own journey or faith. So um, I'd be curious to know if you were ever taught about prayer, either of you, or like if it was just kind of a thing that you were surrounded by.
0: I'm trying to remember what I was taught about prayer and I think it was kind of what you described, but I think like the part where I think prayer is really helpful for social movements is kind of like, Maggie, like you were saying with kind of centering yourself or that discernment piece, But also like if we're talking about like the movement for black lives or we're talking about like, you know, racial justice or gender justice or sexual orientation justice, right? Like any of those pieces, like that's like a long struggle. Like that's not a like one-time protest. That's not a one-time thing. And I think like what prayer can do is like give us hope, right? And so like when you're praying like to say like, okay, this isn't going to change tomorrow, but like. I am gonna pray and like connect with that inner source of strength or like endurance because I wanna like be in this for the long haul. And so for me, like prayer can sometimes be that part of it where it's like, okay, I'm connecting to my source of like, I'm not in this alone. I'm in this for the long haul, like God get me through this too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think with prayer too, it. to your point, Geneva, you're taught at an early age that you're giving thanks, you're asking for things, and I think that's oftentimes when people turn to prayer is when they need help with something, and I, I think um, sometimes we approach it as a one-way conversation. We're just asking for stuff or, or kind of venting. It's a dump and run mentality versus a conversation and taking time to listen, and I think that's the hard part of prayer is listening and also hearing what God is calling us to do, and I think that's the part I struggle with the most, um, because especially with, when you're dealing with these things that have a long tail to them, it's not an overnight change or solution, how how are you called to answer those prayers, and, and how are you called to actually take action um, in the world?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's more how I understand prayer in my own life now, is it's kind of this Always moving conversation um, that I think unites me to God, but also to others. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a a heartbeat is what I have called it before. This like pulsing thing that is beneath um, every human, in my in my belief, and um, I feel more connected to that. That's more what prayer is to me now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wondered too, I mean, the other thing that I really like about the prayer part is, I mean, like as Christians, like this connection with God, but also for the movement part is this idea that there's like a partnership in it, right? And so like, can prayer inhibit positive change? Like, absolutely. Like, I think if you just say like, I'm going to say a prayer and then like not do anything or not listen to like, hey, what is God calling me to do? It can be really negative because it can just like be an easy way out like a, you know, uh, get out of jail free card. But I think, like, if you can like listen to it and like be like really present, it can enable positive change because so you like are grounded, you're centered, you're ready to go, and also you're like, okay, if I'm praying, like, I've got to lean on God or I've got to lean on other people, and so it makes it less about like me changing the world versus like us being changed and changing the world too.
2: Yeah, listening to that just struck me. The, all the passages that are there, where we are instructed in one or another to be the hands and feet and to do the moving. And I think that that's really compelling.
0: What are you both praying for right now? Any prayers that are like deep down or that you're like, I can't even say this out loud or yeah, what are you guys thinking about right now?
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, I've i struggled to pray in these times, um, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. I it's so heartbreaking. And I, there's a level of guilt and shame, you know, that comes with that Um, and systemic racism and how do I change things. And um, I've been a little bit of a naysayer in that I haven't seen the value in prayer for that. I feel like it takes action in the world. Um, And so I've relied less heavily on, on prayer as I have tried to find outside ways of um, getting engaged. But maybe that's the wrong approach. I don't know.
2: Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I think for me in this particular moment in history, um, I'm finding myself more trying to breathe and be in a place that stays angry, which I acknowledge is a burden on my mind and on my body. But it's so easy as time passes to let that kind of righteous anger fall and so for me and for so many others i find myself praying that that spirit of just righteous as the word i would choose but like righteous anger doesn't stop Mm -hmm. that this is a moment that changes the course of history um, and changes the world that the people who follow us will walk into Mm -hmm. I want this to be a moment I get to tell my grandkids about in history, I guess. Like I want it to be a point that changed something. Mm -hmm. So I am staying mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it. I was like, ooh, I'm glad they answered first because what would I say? Um, (laughs) I think there's a part of it, right, where I think it's really helpful, right, for, again, does prayer impede social action? especially like as a white person in the midst of like the Black Lives Matter movement or the movement for Black Lives to like have to do a prayer of confession, right? And so like rather than charging into like those situations and being like, "Alright, I want to be the white savior" or like I want to like lead this to like have to do my own work. And so seeing prayer is like a place of like recognizing the white supremacy that's like in me and my family and part of the institutions, right? And like I think that that enhances positive action in the world cuz I'm like trying to be a little bit more aware of like who i am and the, you know the privilege and the spaces that i have before i like go to um stand in solidarity or work with other folks i'm not like perpetuating that white supremacy in the same way so i think in that way it's been helpful so i think my prayers have been mostly like prayers of confession and acknowledgement and kind of like oh shit like i've got a lot of work to do like it's not just out there it's like in here and so that's kind of been where it's been more prayers of like i've got to confess this i've got to start reckoning with this i've got to start like reordering kind
1: of my life so yeah yeah and i think about i have a few people in my life that are very active in aa and they rely very heavily on the serenity prayer and it's um you know god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference and i think the second part of that the courage to change the things that i can really leaning on that um, and approaching some of those uncomfortable aspects of our life and educating ourselves and taking action in the world is really important. And I think people sometimes stop short of that. They you know, um, kind of fall on that first piece of <laughs> accepting the things that they cannot change. And I think that's how we approach some of those macro issues of society. And so I'd love to see people take, on, take the charge with that second piece of that prayer a little bit more, myself included.
0: Yeah, I've heard like takes on it too. I think there's like something about that of like, yeah, what are the things I can own and like work on and like work with other people for, that's like huge, especially right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I've also
0: heard like it disrupted and said, dear God, help me to change the things I can no longer accept, which I think yeah. like is a, yeah, like to your second, near to your point of view yep. as well, so. Yeah,
2: this is a really unique moment I think just in human history, we're seeing people unite that have not ever united in this way. And so I think that as I believe every person is an expression of God and of the divine, I just think like God is all over the place right now. And so I think that's pretty beautiful.
0: Absolutely. Well, cheers to that, my friends. Cheers to trying to figure this out as we go together. What was it? Figuring the shit out together. So
2: yep. Figuring the shit out.
0: Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>